Welcome to the Prescription Wellness Podcast with Dr. Angelique and Doc Mark, two healthcare practitioners ready to overthrow the status quo and bring sustainable wellness culture to the workplace. Why? Because health is really all you have. Welcome back, everybody, to Episode 7 of Prescription Wellness Podcast with Dr. Angelique and Doc Martin. Today, we are talking about why you should get out and move. Now, I know we've been heavy on exercise throughout this month's podcast, and we're going to continue on with that trend. So today, we want to talk a little bit about couch versus treadmill. Why, why killing or why, why killing? Why sitting is killing us. <laughs> Obviously, I've been sitting too long today because my brain is dead. Um, <laughs> we practice what we preach, though. You know, we do get up and we stretch and everything, but yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we, we got to go for a walk for the first time with my, my daughter outside, and that was a that was eventful. That was very, very fun. She she didn't enjoy the sunlight hitting her directly in the face. I felt like she was, she acted like she was going to go blind whenever that sunlight hit her face because she's used to... The, the nice dark levels inside, but she, she seemed to enjoy it. She passed out of, after about 10 minutes of walking outside. Oh my gosh. Well, who doesn't, right? <laughs> well, I mean, if you're walking, you shouldn't pass out, <laughs> you know? but if you were just like lounging in the sun, I mean, I know when the, the sun hits me, I, I feel like I'm, I was a cat in another life or something, but I just love, love, love to lounge in the sun, you know, and it, um, I mean, yeah, that's kind of couching it, I guess, a little bit, but um, I think that's, it's restorative to me. Like I, you know, getting the vitamin, uh, you know, D and all the, um, just all the feel good. It's a good rest and relaxation. So she was probably loving it because mom and dad were strolling her around and she's like, I got this. I'm going to just take a little nap. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That vitamin D is essential that bone health and also boost your mood to have that vitamin D. So it's, it's, it's a little different sitting outside on the couch versus sitting inside, but it's, it's still not <laughs> walking around. That's, that's optimal. <laughs> yeah, but you can sit after, yeah. you, after you walk. <laughs> that's true. And, you know, we've been so fortunate this year. I mean, I think, you know, our, our neighbors to the north and the, the northeast probably would disagree <laughs> because they've had kind of a sucky winter, at least from my perspective. They've had so much snow and um, you know, but I know here in the Midwest where we're at, um, gosh, we have just had a crazy mild winter. And what did we say earlier with 70 something degree temperatures? And here we are, we're recording in, um, you know, early and mid February. And there's just simply so much beautiful weather that we are getting privileged to have that it's just crazy if we don't take advantage of it. Absolutely. I'm not complaining about the weather one bit. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Well, I know some people that actually will move so that because they're very active in the particular sports or, um, you know, activities that they do, they'll actually move to a state that, you know, the weather is um, conducive for them to stay active year round. And so sometimes it's a little bit of a challenge, I think, to find activities that aren't I don't know, like if, if you like to walk or, or, you know, you think, well, you know, it's too cold outside, so I'm not going to walk. I mean, you know, sometimes I think people get that stuck in their head that, well, it's winter, so I can't do anything. <laughs> you know, now mm -hmm. we have no excuse right now. Exactly, exactly. So um, some, of the, some of the things I wanted to discuss on today's podcast on why you should move, I wanted to throw 
you know me i'm a statistic person i like to look at um look at the research and see what all it's saying out there but found this interesting article that said that some exercise which i'll i'll define in a minute as what some exercise is decreased mortality rate by 20 percent but those who did a lot more exercise decreased mortality by 40 percent now that's compared to people who go home and sit on the couch all afternoon so Mm. um i I found that really interesting Uh, that's basically why you should move in a nutshell right there. It decreases Mm -hmm. your risk for um, uh, chronic diseases. It decreases your risk for diabetes and all sorts of things. So um, Mm -hmm. just just throwing that out there to start us off with. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Do you think it, we we talked about it a little bit in the the last few podcasts that, you know, it is moving your blood flow around. It's, you know, your your, um, cerebral spinal fluid, like all these things in our body that I don't know, we don't think about. And, you know, just having that moving by itself, do you think that's actually moving out like all the bad stuff that creates, um, you know, a, I don't know what I want to say, like a, like a template for diabetes to form or? Absolutely. I, I think it all makes a difference on, on how you feel overall, the cerebrospinal fluid moving. But I think one of the, probably the biggest driving factors is whenever you use your muscles, it causes, you know, your insulin levels to change. And that's, you know, that affects your blood sugar levels, that affects your liver um, health. And that's, that's pretty much the precursor of diabetes right there is if you don't have a healthy liver, healthy pancreas with um, issues with insulin, then, you know, movement's one of the best things to com- combat that type two diabetes because those muscle cells are the drivers of the insulin. Mm. Yeah. See, that makes a lot of sense. And I think when people talk, I know when they've talked to me before and and again, we alluded to this on another podcast, but people are afraid because they get told that they have a chronic condition or what appears to be a chronic condition. And they think, well, this is my lot. Now I have this thing. So now I have to do all of this stuff to try to protect myself so that, you know, I don't get sicker. And and they seem to not really factor in the exercise. Um, they're, told or they have this belief that yeah I mean you know if I do that I mean I could fall and I could cut myself and you know they again instead of trying to find other ways around it that can slowly help get them to a to another point to where they're you know they can get to a better point and they they get rid of the diabetes and um, you know there's a lot of fear I think around it and so maybe that's what keeps people stuck perhaps and Mm -hmm. on that couch and safe yeah, absolutely. And well, well, unfortunately, when you go to the your physician, a lot of times exercise isn't um, basically prescribed by the physician. They they give you metformin or whatever it may be. Like, hey, let's let's start you on this medication because you're starting to have a little bit of pre diabetes or insulin resistance, or you actually have type two diabetes. It's like, hey, let's give you this medication which combats some of the symptoms, but it doesn't attack that root cause, which is you know, the, the muscles aren't activating enough. You're not getting the insulin levels to do what they're supposed to do to get that blood sugar to and prevent the blood sugar to go and convert it to fat versus um, energy. That's, that's kind of the, the baseline of what diabetes is in a, in a nutshell is you have, you have too much blood and you're too much sugar in your blood and the body converts it into fat instead of using it for energy because of this insulin issue. And the insulin issue is caused by the muscles not really moving enough. And we're going to just throw medication at it and not involve the muscles. It just doesn't make sense to me. 
Well, or I hear that they say, you know, um, just if you just exercise more and if you just, you know, control your diet, um, you'll be fine. You know, you can get it controlled. You can manage it instead of actually realizing that type two is acquired. And so you can actually unacquire it. Um, and I think there's, again, that misnomer that, um, that, oh, you have this disease process that you're type two diabetes and, you know, immediately like it's, you know, this death sentence kind of, you know, like this just, oh no, and I'm sick. And then they get into that cycle of sickness and, um, it's distressing to me because I've, I've seen many people, you know, truly decline, not just in their physical health, but then their mental and emotional health, because that messes with you. And, you know, that um, when you think you're being protective of yourself by being sedentary, um, you know, you're actually doing just so much more damage. And I know we discussed before about, you know, knowing when to rest yourself and then, but knowing that our bodies are designed for that movement. Our bodies are designed to um, expend energy, <laughs> you know, um, and it helps us in so many other areas of our life. You talked about sleep before. Um, so, so sitting on the couch versus a treadmill, I know we discussed that that's kind of our, our topic for today, but um, I mean, does it, and, and treadmill, I think is just sort of the, um, the word that we're using for movement, but what, you know, if somebody's just sitting around, you know, and they say, well, I don't even know where to start because doctors will say, yeah, just exercise, but they don't necessarily tell them how and, and, you know, point them in the direction of a specialist that could maybe help them. Um, YouTube's a great thing. You know, we've got Google and all these things that we could find, but there's so much information out there. And I think it's very easy to get overwhelmed. So where is like, somebody gonna start like we could say oh, you just take a walk you just but where do we where do we start pulling up that that drive and that impetus to to really make movement part of our being part of our daily life i think it probably starts with the the knowledge the the understanding that like you, you talked a minute ago about a lot of these chronic diseases are reversible like the type 2 diabetes is actually reversible and understanding that movement is the key. So I think once that light bulb goes off in people's minds, like, oh, wow, it's actually reversible. And the way to reverse it is to get up and move a little bit more. I think that's kind of that, that seed that has to be planted first in order for these people to really understand that it, it doesn't take a lot of movement necessarily to make a huge difference. I know we talked a minute ago about um, that, that some exercise decreased mortality by 20%, and they define that by just 140 to 200 30 minutes of brisk walking uh, or 45 to 90 minutes of, of running. So that's, I mean, that's not a lot of time and that's probably, that's, that's br broken down per week. Um, mm -hmm. Starting with that and then understanding that diet probably plays an even bigger part or if at least an equal part of, you know, managing this chronic disease is if you're going to sit there and, on the couch and then eat sugar on top of that, that's just a recipe for disaster right there. Yeah, and diet does play, you know, a huge, um, just a huge part in, in all of our lives, regardless of, of where we're at. You know, we might even think, oh, you know, I'm skinny or, you know, whatever, I'm thin. I've never had weight problems. So, you know, I don't need to exercise. I don't need to eat right. I, you know, I don't know. 
I try really hard to tread carefully when I talk to people like that because they already have a very fixed mindset about what it means to be unhealthy and people have a thought process that you have to be overweight or have a have a health condition to that has to be fixed in order to even begin a um, movement regimen and you know that's simply not true you know movement is you know it's it's an equal opportunity <laughs> um, ability that we have and you know even if somebody you know were limited um, and that now just brings me to a thought I want to bring up here in just a second. Um, so even if we're limited, there's still stuff that we can do. Now we talked about, I don't want to lose my thoughts. So I'm going to bring it up real quick. Um, so we talked about being sedentary in your, you're our movement guy, right? You're our physical therapist. So you're going to address this. Um, somebody who is literally physically limited. So say they're in a wheelchair. Um, and what can we do or what can they do? How can, how do you help them infuse movement into their daily routine? What can they do that would be helpful for them? Almost everything that somebody who isn't in a wheelchair can do. Like I was just thinking about that. That was the perfect segue to this. You're I was together. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. It's like you were reading my thoughts. I was like, man, I just <laughs> thought of this video that I want to talk about. Um, I saw the other day, and I know I keep talking about CrossFit. I'm sorry, guys. Um, it's, it's, it's what I've, I've been practicing for these past couple months. I saw a video the other day of a gentleman in a hyperlight wheelchair, which means that he probably has a spinal cord injury, and that's what he's always in. But a, a light wheelchair, he was doing a rope climb with just his arms. He pulled himself up the rope and lowered himself down with just his arms. It took me my arms and my legs to even get halfway up the rope. So what the heck? The, exactly. So the wheelchair doesn't necessarily stop you from doing anything. It's just that you're not going to, you know, incorporate running necessarily into your regimen. You're going to really hit the upper body and core. You're just going to have to modify things. And that's, mm -hmm. I think that's the, the big thing is you just, you learn to modify, you incorporate a lot more upper body and core work than you do leg work. And you just, you continue to move. And the thing with the arms, they're not built for aerobic capacity, so they fatigue a lot quicker. So you're probably going to have to take a lot longer to build that aerobic capacity up. Mm. But movement, once again, is the key. It's just modifying it for what you can do at that point in time. That's awesome. Like, that guy sounds like a, such a badass. You know, like, that is so incredible. Um, and it's when you see stuff like that or hear about stuff like that that you go, okay, so I'm complaining about like my arms being sore because, you know, I couldn't do, um, because I couldn't lift that box over my head or whatever. Like, I mean, I don't know, whatever we complain about. Um, but right, like, and he probably didn't have very strong arms, right, before he, he found that he had to utilize that to propel him. And then he probably thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to make my arms stronger. And you know what, I'm going to find out what I can do, you know, and then he just improved upon that. And that, that is what it's all about. That is really what, it, I mean, we're not all going to be good at everything. And I'm sure there's still many people that, you know, are in wheelchairs or whatever that, you know, they can't do that, but then they can do other things. And, you know, because they're determined and, and it, no matter what our barriers are, there is always something that we can do and do well and improve upon and oh that's so inspirational you could you just be your own kind of badass you know? yeah. <laughs> that's it. 
No, I agree. There's, there's yeah. so many people out there that have a lot less than you, like, like we we're talking about with the wheelchair, another gentleman that I've seen a video of where he has, he has no arms and he has no legs. He just has like the nubs where the arms and legs used to be. And he's actually out there climbing mountains. So, you know, <laughs> people, people find ways to get things done if they really want to do it. So oh you're going to find ways to modify whatever it takes. See, that is incredible, like truly incredible because I'm still sitting here just kind of baffled, like what, how is he doing that? Um, but you're right, like there is a modification for everything. There is, there is just a way, if there is a will, you know, that proverbial saying, if there is a will, there is a way. And, you know, allowing yourself to be stopped short because of, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is that you think is limiting you. And we've talked a lot about that over this last um, month is just, you know, getting rid of those limiting beliefs about yourself or about a condition or, you know, about what's, you know, what's available to you. Because as we know, like, there are so many different ways to improve yourself. You don't have to do CrossFit like Chance, and you don't have to do aerial yoga like me, or you know, you know, um, you don't have to climb mountains like that one guy. You know, like holy cow, there's so many things. And I bet, like, in your community, no matter where you live, even if there's not a gym, you know, somewhere. In fact, I don't know. I'm not a me personally. I'm not a huge fan of gyms just because. And I'm not trying to talk negatively about them because I like them fine. They serve their purpose. But I think that people get like thinking, oh, you know, if I don't go to a gym, then I can't do anything, you know, and they, and they get they get limited um, or they think, well, you know, I went to the gym and, you know, it didn't do me any good, <laughs> you know, because they didn't know, you know, they weren't getting the right training and stuff. So I just, I'm a big proponent about like finding what's fun for you. And, and just doing that, signing up for a class. Um, I mean, like community centers and stuff, like they have classes, right? So it's not even very expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, like you said, something enjoyable is a lot more likely to be sustainable. And then that's what it's about, is, is sustainable movement. That's, mm -hmm. that's, what we, that's what we really want you to, to get out there and do. Mm -hmm. Find something you love and keep up with it. Yeah, yeah, it's the consistency, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, like, I think that and it doesn't matter when you start. That's what I want to get people excited about is like, you know, it doesn't really matter when you start doing something, you don't have to wait for the beginning of the year and you don't have to, you know, wait until after, you know, you lose 10 pounds or, you know, whatever it is. Um, you have to find a way to squeeze something in, even if you just, you know, stand up and, like move your body a little bit, you know? Um, I don't know, like sometimes I'll just turn on music and I don't really care who's in the house, <laughs> you know? And I'll start like moving and grooving and oftentimes I'm told by my youngest son, mom, stop. But you know what? Like, <laughs> if nothing else, he's laughing at me. So that's his movement. <laughs> like he can move his, you know, his abdominal muscles, you know, at me. because um, yeah, I probably look pretty silly, but it always makes me feel better. Always, always, always. So. Um, I don't know. So what do you think we should, um, we should tell people like, where's their starting point? We talked about mindset, but you know, 
is it is it walking or is it joining the gym or you know where what what's going to motivate people do you think to to try something i don't know i i think that you should you should embrace the unknown and really like if you're terrified of something like trying crossfit a lot of times there's there's a free class um just go out mm -hmm. and try it you never like you said last time you don't know what you can't do until you try it you know mm -hmm. you can't say oh i can't do crossfit until i go into that first time and like yeah i tried it i couldn't do it let's let's find out what else is out there so so find something that you're you're terrified of trying and i encourage you to go out and try it oh spoken just like a mindset maven <laughs> exactly go out in fact find the thing that terrifies you <laughs> and actually just do that and you know like be like I said, be your own badass because you know you do not have to do what i'm doing or chances doing or your friends doing your whatever um sport what sports out there that's fun what haven't you tried you know what have you always wanted to try i think people are are breaking down um age and body type barriers all the time because you know you, you see something like on the news or on a youtube story or just whatever and you're like wow what the heck and again get out of that mindset of well they can do it but i can't oh my gosh no that at one point you know they were just you know an anonymous person too until they decided to do something that turned out to be remarkable and again it's inspiration you know what inspires you um i'm a big fan if you're if you're gonna sit on the couch turn on a TED talk <laughs> you know? start listening to something that starts shifting out your mind because um you know that's what gets gets you motivated and excited because yeah, who's going to want to do anything if they don't have the impetus to do it? You know, you've got to get to that point where you're like, yeah, I'm going to put on these roller skates. I don't care if I'm 50. <laughs> you know, at one point I did roller skate, you know, um, you know, be okay with like being silly, you know, making, making a quote unquote fool out of yourself. Like it, you know, <laughs> because it's really about you because who, you know, whose life is this anyway, you know? Absolutely. Is it your doctor's life? No. You know, is it you know, your kid's life? No, it's yours. And getting excited about your life is half of what's fun about life. So, you know, I don't know. I could get on, you know, you know me. I could get on <laughs> a complete, like, soapbox about this. But I really want people to get excited about their lives. And if you're doing the same thing over and over, um, especially when you probably know, you probably know deep down that you're not really satisfied with that life, but you don't know what to do to change it. You don't know where you need to start. And so hopefully listening to this, I'm hoping that's starting to motivate you a little bit. I know we've talked a lot this whole month about you know, movement and mindset and just all, but guess what? That's what we do. So we're going to keep talking about it. And, you know, you might hear it in a different way. You know, the next time you listen to our podcast, you might be like, yeah, yeah, I remember they said something about that. And then it resonates with you. So maybe it's not today. Maybe it's not today that you do it, but maybe it's soon. Maybe it's the day that you Google something that you want to try. Maybe it's the day that you go ahead and go to that gym that you can sign up for for 10 bucks and um, a month or, you know, whatever that is. And, um, but let me just tell you guys, I'm not going to mention any names, but don't, please don't go to that gym that serves 
pizza and donuts and everything, <laughs> whatever, on a certain day of the week. I, That's a good way to get repeat business, though. Oh, God. I don't understand that. That's a whole other podcast that I would have to talk about <laughs> when we start talking about our, uh, our, when we do a month where we're just talking about menu. <laughs> because I want, I want people to be set up for success. And um, I don't know that that necessarily does that. So that's just my two, two cents on that. But, um, but yeah, get excited. I'm going to challenge you guys to go and find something that you like, even if you don't do it yet. Take the next week or so and Google what's in your area. Um, ask around. Um, you know, find something that resonates with you. Or conversely, find something that scares the hell out of you that maybe you think you could do. You know, I get excited about that stuff, Chance, you know. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I, I want them to get out there and, and kind of get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's what, that's what exercise is all about. That's embrace that soreness, embrace that sweat and, and do something different today. Live, live life a little differently and, and see what it brings you. Yep. Decide you want it more than you are afraid of it. That's one of my big mottos. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I've loved chatting with everybody today, and I'm hoping that we hear um, from you guys about what your experiences have been. Um, let us know if you are finding something in your area that is exciting, because I'm sure there's going to be more people in your area that... Um, you know, might want to know about it. Um, also, I just, we want to hear your experiences. We absolutely do. And uh, hey, you know what? Be, be a pioneer. Maybe you'll start something in your area. If it's not out there, start it. Because I guarantee that there's going to be more than just you out there that you know, want to partake and they're ready, you know, you're, they're also ready for change. So, so let us know. You know, you can find us um, at our site, 3mwellness.com and that's the number three and we want you to share our podcast we want you to contact us um all, all of the uh, ways that you can contact us are on are in the show notes and of course also on the website that i mentioned and um you know keep in touch with us we want to hear from you and of course you know we will have um some additional episodes coming up we've got um some special bonus episodes we've got a lot of stuff in store so make sure that you stay in touch with us and uh, listen to our next segment we look forward to hearing from you then take care guys <laughs>